Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Revolution 91.7. You're listening to Red Zone Radio here. It's just me and Tori tonight as Matthew. I'm your host, Ryan Gooden. Sorry. Alongside is Tori Bowling. Caden Gaylord and Patrick Carey. We are missing Matthew tonight as he is sick with the flu, so he will not be joining us for tonight. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We have WKU basketball, baseball, regular college basketball, and then we have some pickups later on, so stay tuned. Uh, so let's get right into it. We're going to talk about Western basketball as they beat La Tech 95 91 in an overtime thriller. They were down with a, I, I want to say it was about 16 points, about four minutes to go, and one of the best comebacks, I think, in WKU history since we've seen, at least since we've been here by far, maybe the best ever. Were you at this game? I was until I had to go to a intramural game at 9 o'clock, so I left early and then came back for overtime. All I'm going to say is, boy, I'm glad I decided to cover that game. What right. Talk about it because it was it, – it, There's I didn't no words that comeback. can explain other than it was insane. People were leaving. I mean, it was like – it reminded me of uh, when Miami was down bad in South Beach a few – or when LeBron was there. And everybody left the game. Game six. Well, yeah. yeah. That's and then why I was asking people Ryan. started realizing, oh, crap, they're coming back. Next thing you knew, everybody was starting to come back into diddle. It was insane. Because I had a test on Friday, and so I was studying for that Thursday night. And then when I, I, I saw what happened, it made me sick. But I also thought in my head, well, I mean, if WKU was down 16 with four minutes left, in my head, I probably would have left. Like, like knowing me, like I was like, you know, I could beat traffic, and you know, like, like I, I would be that guy. And so, like, I don't really blame people for that, but like, like just being able to to stick through that for a fan would be amazing. Well, See, was- and I'm not that guy, so like, I for me to leave, <laughs> for me to leave was very heartbreaking. So to go play my own game, which we lost anyway, so there was not worth it to go. I yeah. can tell you that right now. But when I left, we were down probably about uh, twelve or thirteen, and it just kept getting worse and worse, and it didn't look like it was going to get any better. So. Um, but I'm pretty sure – so Matthew was watching it on his phone while we were at the game, and I saw – instead of playing the game that I'm at, I watched Tavion hit the the game-tying three to send it in overtime, and then we went to go – we left the game and went to go watch overtime. Um, what a thriller. But some stats here. Tavion Hollingsworth, he had a career-high 43 points as he went uh, 11 for 18 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3, including that game-tying three we just mentioned. He also went 17 for 19 from the free-throw line with six rebounds. I don't know if we've had a better free throw shooter in the, in the last couple of years other than Tavion. Well, I was actually wanting to look, I was, I'm looking that up right now, like what his, because like I feel like Tavion, like even though he's a good shooter, like I feel like he's not that great like in big moments in free throw wise. I mean, he, he he's 77% um, last year, but now he's up to 86% this year. So, I mean, he's gotten a lot better. That's a big jump. And, and, and like, being able to put in 43 points, you got to be able to get to the line, and he obviously connected. He did. I mean, and we had Carson Williams, who had 17 and then seven rebounds, and he went five from 13 from the field. So, not the best performance other than Tavion, really, from anybody <laughs> else other than Carson and Tavion. They kind of put the team on their back. Um, but from Law Tech, you had Derek Jean. Their highest score was 16 points. Um, as he went four for seven from the field, three for four from three. But here's the kicker. Their team shot 15 for 23 from the free throw line, and West, which is 65%, while Western shot 89%. That's the difference of the game right there. You miss – I mean, you can't be down by 16 
with four minutes left and not have them miss free throws for you to come back and win. Yeah, I mean, 65% is a uh, good recipe for a disaster when you're holding on to a 16-point lead and we're trying to put a game away. Um, but overall, like, this this game like, is huge for WKU because, if you know, obviously we'll get to that. They lost in overtime today. But um, if they dropped all three of these first three pod games, I mean, you'd be looking at, you know, a disaster come Conference USA tournament time, and Four now this kind of yeah. yeah now now that win that comeback kind of keeps our head above water a little bit. Yeah, well, in mentioning the game for today, they did go to North Texas to play, and they were up in this game. I was keeping up with it; um, I couldn't watch it, but I'm pretty sure they were up by six with about three minutes left to go, and then they just nothing. They didn't score after that. I mean, they just stay still, and then North Texas came back. They sent it to overtime. And then North Texas dominated overtime. They won 78-72 to 72 in overtime. Uh, Tavion with another – he had a great game uh, with 22 points, going 8 for 18, 1 from 3 for 3. And then Carson Williams with 19 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, as he went 7 for 13 from the field and 3 for 5 from 3. If that happens at all in this tournament, we're going to win most of those games. That's yep. not North Texas. Because if he if Carson's hitting threes and grabbing 9 rebounds, then it's it's kind of over. You're right, and like I, I just can't help but think that today was kind of a missed opportunity because, I mean, let's say you beat Charlotte, and I mean that's you know that's reasonable to have beaten Charlotte at home, and you beat North Texas with you had a I, I looked at it, it was a six point lead with four minutes left, and so that would put you at uh, fourteen and three, and North Texas at thirteen and four. I mean, you know you're looking at a Conference USA lead right now, a potential to seal that up uh, next week, but kind of a missed opportunity today for WKU. For and sure. To kind of piggyback off of the Carson Williams comment, shooting threes in the post game conference, Coach Stansberry after Louisiana Tech was, you know, you could tell he was frustrated because he was saying multiple times, you know, we want Carson to shoot the threes, we want Carson to shoot the threes, and you could tell in the Louisiana Tech game there were a couple plays where he was wide open. He's always going to have that mismatch because he's a little quicker than the biggest guy on the court since he's playing the five, and he kind of was hesitating. He wasn't shooting it, and you could see Stansberry on the sideline, you know, getting frustrated, yelling like, "Shoot the ball, shoot the ball!" So if if Williams can step up and shoot some threes, it will really help. Because someone's going to have to shoot them. I mean, when you only have six guys that play at any given time, I mean, you're going to have to shoot. You only have two shooters that everybody knows of, which yeah. is Savage and Justice. Um, but another – I mean, Josh Anderson has a, had a decent game today. He had 16 and then six off the bench. But Jordan Ross has struggled these past two weeks mightily. I mean, the L, the La Tech game, he went 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for yep. 3 from 3, and four points. Especially the La Tech game. Um, and you he played 29 minutes. It's like, and then today I'll pull this up in a second, but he's just—he's not confident anymore. I don't know what it is, but he—he he can't buy a bucket lately. I don't know what's going on. It's always like with this team, either somebody's on and somebody's off. I just feel like nobody's on. Like not everybody's on together. And the big thing about this game, I felt like I, uh, Cameron Justice hit a big, like he hit a big turnaround three, and I thought that was game. I thought Western was going to win at that point, and then it came down to Tavion shooting free throws at the end of the game, and he missed both. And it, it, I felt like that just took the win out of his tails. And it was a very chippy game, very physical game. Uh, Josh Anderson was throwing his body all around, and that's what I was scared because every time he would go up when somebody's in the paint, he would always end up falling on his hip. And he's done that multiple times throughout this season. And, I, you know, that's just one scary injury away from this team depleting even more. I was about to say, Josh Anderson, every time he goes up, it seems like he lands awkwardly on his on his back or on his side or something. It scares me every time he goes up. But Jordan Rawls today, 23 minutes, you, one for four and then one for two from three, but three points 
one rebound, no assist as your starting point guard. You can't have that. And especially where you're only playing six guys mainly because, like, it, you know, it, it can be okay to play to have this short bench because everybody knows their role. Um, they're not really looking at the bench afraid to make mistakes. But the problem with that is you can't really have guys take games off. You can't right. have guys take me- mentally games off. And if you have – I mean, you, I'm looking at here uh, two for 11 from Cam Justice and Jordan Rawls. I mean, you can't win a lot of basketball games when you're getting, um, you're getting, you know, two for 11 shooting from your backcourt. That just right. can't really happen. Well, the, some of the reasons why North Texas won, you have uh, Javion Hel- Hamlet had a game high of 25 points and nine assists going eight for 14 from the field, <coughs> went one for two from three. And then Thomas Bell, who came off the bench and added 20 points and eight rebounds, so North Texas will most likely stay in that one seed. I don't think there's a way they can lose the one seed now, even if they lose next game. No, they are, they clinch. They, they clinch, clinch today. today. Yeah. Um, so what does this mean for WKU? They go on the road to FIU. I believe it's Thursday, Tuesday or Thursday, and that's a big game. Even though you that might game, that game is Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah, Saturday so it's a six. week. You get a week off basically, and that's a big game because. FIU is number four, I believe, four or five in the conference standings. So you're just looking to add well, more depth. If you beat FIU, um, you you clinch the number two spot because even if uh, LaTeX wins out, um, that will put you with the same tiebreaker record, and you have the tiebreaker. But if LaTeX wins and we lose and Western loses, then you're dropping down to the three seed. Yeah, if you lose this game and LaTeX wins out, you are the three seed. But I mean, really, ain't that big of a difference. You just have to play a little better opponent in round two. But um, but for this team, that's huge because yeah, you, you need is. to play the worst people possible to keep your main starters, you know, um, less fatigued, I guess. And really, it's fine um, having to play La Tech because, I mean, you beat them twice now and you just, you know, rip their heart out of their body um, on Thursday night, you know, coming back from 16 down. So, I mean, it's okay having to play them um, in the semifinals, but you're just going to have to find a way to beat North Texas if you're going to make a run in the NCAA tournament. My thing is it's really hard to beat a three – or a team three times in a row. It is. And I don't – I honestly feel like La Tech has been so close – or last – they were so close last um, game that I feel like they know they have it. They just – it'll take one one good game from some of the somebody on their team because they – every time they played, they haven't had a good game out of anybody on their – like 16 points when Tavion's putting up 43 yeah. is, is nothing. You're right. But applying that same logic, if you were to get the championship with North Texas, it's hard to beat a good team three times. So maybe you can get it done and head to the NCAA tournament. That is true. That and being the case. both times have been at North Texas. Yes. Same as which with La Tech. Well, same it as might as well be at North Texas in the Conference USA tournament. It's in Texas, it's yes. It's literally like right – like their campus is like right down the road from – So they basically get home court advantage throughout. Which, I mean, I guess if you're a one seed, you deserve that anyway. But Yeah. Um, so not a game to overlook. You have – uh, Devon Andrews averaging 16 points per game for FIU. Um, it's kind of an even matchup, even though FIU has lost their last three games. I believe it's against La Tech, North Texas, and somebody so, else. I'm Southern pretty, Miss. Southern Miss, which I'm not sure how you lose that game. They're still decent in the standings. But um, I put in here, it does WKU end up with a one seed because I wrote this while they were winning, and I thought they would pull it out. So obviously that's not the case. <laughs> Um, yeah, I looked it up. Uh, North Texas's campus is 38 minutes away from the Ford Center. 38 minutes. That is a home game That's if, a home if game. I've ever seen one. And so you're going to have to bring it. But I, I a mean, home tournament, actually. But here's the question. How much do North Texas fans care about their basketball team? I don't know if you've ever seen their gym during a basketball game, but it's not. It's nothing like Western. Oh, yeah, and it's ugly, ain't it? 
I, uh, it's not pretty. Yeah, it's not. It's not pretty. And so, you know, how much do they care? I don't know. I feel like they might care now because this is their first conference championship since like 1979. I think it okay. was. All right. I'm. I'm gonna fact check that real but quick. But maybe they're thinking like. I mean, maybe they don't even know that. Maybe it's been so long that they don't even know what's going on at, uh, up there in North Texas. That's uh, probably true. I mean, I don't know the last time North Texas has even came close to either a conference tournament championship or an actual. I don't either, but the last time that WKU uh, – not not last year, but the year before when WKU was in the conference championship against um, Marshall – uh, WKU had a really good crowd uh, in Dallas, and so I mean, Western travels decently. Yeah, they for, a, for, a, mid, for yeah. a mid-major school, they yeah. they travel well. They travel well, so I mean, it'll have to take a you know a good home crowd to be able to out you know outmaneuver them. I'm um, gonna move on to women's basketball. The Lady Toppers had one game this week. They went to double overtime against MTSU, and what looks like an NBA final score is they went 108 to 103. Alexis Brewer was. Western's leading score with 28 points going 8 for 18 from the field and 4 for 7 from downtown as D Gibbons had 24 and 6 as she went 9 for 15 from the field and 3 for feet, 3 for 5 from 3 and then Renee Meltadewi another double double so the sun shined at least one time this week as she went 19 points 18 rebounds I don't that's insane but the other side of that is I'm going to mess this name up Aslian, is Island Hayes for MTSU thirty-seven I think that's points. Anastasia. No, that's the other one. Oh, there's two. There's, there's two. I believe it's hey, just I got first. you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So this one had thirty-seven points, eleven rebounds, and eight assists. Almost looking at a triple double here for um, Hayes as she went eleven for twenty-one <coughs> from the field. Didn't shoot a three. You scored thirty-seven points without. Without making a three, it's pretty impressive. It is impressive. And then her, I'm assuming her sister, Anastasia Hayes, went with 25, going 10 for 19, and then 2 for 7 from downtown. And played all 50 minutes. All 50. Every minute. That's that's more impressive than scoring 25. I can't play 32 minutes in a running clock uh, in a real game. And she's <laughs> out here playing 50 minutes in a double overtime D1 basketball game. And scoring somewhat efficiently. Yes. So, Dropping 25. But um, obviously the women's team dropped that game, um, and their last two games are at home, one against Charlotte, one against La Tech. They're most likely going to end up with the three seed, depending on how this week goes. Um, conference standings are kind of – one and two are kind of set. It's really if WKU wins these last two, they're probably going to end up with a three seed. What are you looking forward to in this tournament? Can they? Can they – I don't know, make a run in this tournament? Uh, I mean, I think obviously they can. They just ripped off. 10 straight wins so I mean you know saying that surely they can pull off three or four straight wins whatever it takes to win the conference championship but um you know it it all just comes down can you beat Old Dominion or Ross sitting on top of the standings and it um you know you're gonna have to probably beat both of them if you end up as a three seed so right for for a minute I felt like they could have an at-large bid you know like they were sitting at 20 and 6 but I feel like after this loss that might be gone away at this point yeah they'll They'll probably most likely have to win the the Conference USA tournament, but Old Dominion is probably the I would I I like them more than Rice. Yeah. But um, we'll have to see when that comes around. We're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, we're gonna listen or we're gonna talk about WKU baseball. They had a decent week this week, uh, but you're listening to Revolution 91.7 and Red Zone Radio. Talking all things Tapper sports. You're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. 
Welcome back to Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Tori Bowen, Caden Gaylord, and Patrick Carey. We're going to get into some WKU baseball as they took on Austin P this Tuesday. They won 10-5. to uh, Raleigh Boyd struggled on the mound as he went four innings pitched and gave up four hits and four earned runs. Um, but Colin Lalar with the win as he came in and he gave three innings, giving up one run and having five strikeouts. But this week... The offense was on fire. As Tuesday, we had Jack Wilson going two for five with three RBIs. Kevin Lambert went three for three with an RBI and three runs. And then Eric Riff going one for four, but he had four RBIs. Um, and then they played USC Upstate this weekend in a series. Saturday's game, you had Ray Zuber the third. He went two for four with four RBIs and a solo home run. And then today's game, which was 17-9, to nine, I believe was the final score of that game. Um, well, it was tied like – uh, nine to nine in the seventh inning, and then they end up, you know, just hitting the cover off the ball for the last couple. Yeah, of clearly because Jake Yates or Jake Cates came in. He got the win for the day. Um, he threw four innings pitched, no earned runs, seven strikeouts, and it only gave up three hits. He kind of saved the day once he came in. And then Jackson Swiney went one for four, and he had four RBIs on a home run. And then Richard Constantine with three for six and four RBIs. He's kind of been the staple of this offense so far this year um but what what have you seen from this team uh you're getting a lot of contribution from a lot of different areas i mean uh tuesday it was jack wilson and kevin lambert um coming up big for you and then this weekend ray zuber and jackson sweeney came up big um uh zuber and uh and kevin lambert they're your seniors in the outfield they're gonna have to be the guys that are, are gonna have to uh carry this team a little bit and they've been doing that so far i mean lambert's or uh zuber my bad is leading leading the team with three homers right now so um, if they can just keep that going, the only thing I I can see so far is they're not really getting a lot of um, a lot of length from their starters. They're asking a lot of their bullpen, which has been good so far. But um, if you don't start to get some length from your starters right now, you're going to burn through that bullpen really quick. Yeah, you're starting to see a lot of four innings pitched yep. from each starter, and you can't you at least get them six, yep. maybe even seven. Especially deep. with them weekend games because you're playing back to back to back. You can't burn through a bullpen one weekend and then expect to play a Tuesday game, a midweek game, and your bullpen be all right. You just can't do that because normally your midweek guys aren't your good starters. You know, you save your top starters for the weekend games. Right. So if you don't get depth from those weekend guys, those Tuesday games are going to kill you. Well, that's going to be a struggle for this week because they take on Belmont on Tuesday, and then they have a series against Purdue um, this weekend. So you're going to need your pitching to, to come up big this week But because the bats have been hot. They've been there. It's Can the pitching keep up? Um, Kane, do you have a softball update for us? Yeah, man, the softball team, they went a perfect 5-0 this weekend at the WKU Spring Fling. Uh, they beat IUPUI, if, if you don't know what that is, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. They beat them twice, Illinois State twice, and Austin P once. And they had two Mercy Rule games this weekend. So they, the bats were just flying for them. Uh, Kelsey Ike, she's now fifth all-time in strikeouts for WKU. And it was just an overall successful weekend for uh, for the Hilltoppers. I mean, they just went crazy. Uh, multiple players had two home runs or more. Uh, Kennedy Sullivan, she had another grand slam this weekend. Uh, it, it was just, it was just, everything was just going well for them. Uh, you know, completely dominant. Last weekend they struggled a little bit, but this weekend was just a total 180, and they just completely dominated the whole field. Uh, that ends it for their tournament stretch of the season. So now they will play one midweek game on Wednesday against Belmont at 6, and then they will play Middle Tennessee, and they'll open up conference uh, tournament 
conference play against Middle Tennessee next weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's looking pretty well for them. Uh, pitching's going well. Hitting's going well. They're getting good hitting from the freshmen. The freshmen are really stepping up. Um, so it's it's just going overall well for them. That's good. It keeps the the lady toppers of the school. It keeps the trend going. I mean, you have volleyball who came out hot this year. You, you don't think of that though. Dave. Women's basketball is playing well. If softball can play well, then you have a that's a trifecta. I mean. WKU women's sports is had a really good year. I mean, soccer even improved their record from last year tremendously, which doesn't say much, but it says a lot for their <laughs> basketball had ten game winning streak earlier. Um, volleyball had its best season in school history. Softball's off to a good start. I mean, what more could you ask for? Uh, the the men to step up. I mean, honestly, I mean, this how, year how's for the women's golf playing? Do we know? We don't know yet. <laughs> Mary Joner is still okay, <laughs> the best. But um, I mean, the, even the men's teams. I mean, you have football. They came out to they got a bowl game this year, yeah. which nobody really expected. Men's basketball is kind of disappointed, but you also had an injury with your best player, so that hinders the the season a little bit and I mean they're still the second best team in the conference and baseball is off to a, a decent start yeah. compared to past year so I mean this is a good time to be a WKU fan all year in WKU sports um, but we're gonna take a quick break when we come back March is here and that means college basketball is about to heat up it is March but uh, we're gonna take a quick break so when we come back you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7 keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7 Welcome back. You're listening to Revolution, or you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Ryan Gooden. Sit alongside is Tory Bowling, Caden Gaylord, and Patrick Perry. March is here, and college basketball is cooking. I'm yet another weekend with wild upsets. I mean, Baylor lost to at TCU, number two Baylor. Number six Florida State loses at Clemson. Number seven Duke loses at Virginia. For that's three. Out of the last four games that they played against unranked opponents that they've lost, I'm done. I'm done with Duke. And yet they are. I guarantee they will not drop out of the top ten. Let Kentucky lose back-to-back games. Um, so Duke was number six in the rank in, in the net rankings. The net rankings week. is a joke. Uh, guess what Duke is right now? I think they stayed. Seven. They came. They came in number six. What do you think they are? Right They're now? still at six. They're four. They are still at six. They don't change even though they lose. They have lost three of their last four to unranked teams. They are still six in net. And people say, oh, the media. The media doesn't have anything to do with this. It's a stupid computer. Fix your computer rankings. Like, <laughs> like if you lose three out of four games, I don't care who you are. You should drop. That I mean, and one of which is to NC State, <laughs> which I don't know if anybody's ever heard of NC State when Dennis Smith Jr. left. After that, NC State's been nothing. And Wake Forest. They got blown out by NC State. Oh, yeah, by 20. Plus, let alone lose. And then they had an eight-point lead with a minute left to Wake Forest and losing by like 12. And <laughs> Virginia not being ranked is, is a different story, but yeah. like they still lost at Virginia I mean, to Virgin- an unranked team. Virginia's a solid team, but still. It's definitely I mean, a down year for Virginia. Yeah. But it's just the, the net rating is supposed to replace the RPI, right? It was supposed to be better. It's, it was supposed to bring it – it, it just More doesn't clarity. make – Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me how Duke stays at number six. And then you can have Kentucky lose one game, and then they're like go they from just number drop. one to nineteen. Yeah, they dropped tremendously. I just don't. I just, Kentucky I don't finally it. moved up in the net a little bit this week. I think they're fourteenth now, but still, I mean, <laughs> is there any reason that like Michigan State should be ahead of Kentucky? They moved how up, is Michigan they, State ranked still? That's they, what I don't understand. Michigan State went from thirteen to seven this weekend in the net. Well, because <laughs> Michigan State will will lose three games in a row, but then they'll beat a big opponent and they'll put them right back in the top twenty-five. It's because they play in the Big Ten, so there's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. I mean, in what world is BYU the tenth best team in the country, <laughs> and they are tenth in the net? College basketball this year. I just I don't get it. Uh, another problem I have is 
you know, these like, you know, like the predictions with the seedings and all that, you know, I've like, I'm a Kentucky fan. I've, I, everybody knows that. But even if I wasn't to say that Kentucky is a four seed or like at minimum, they should at least be a two seed, in my opinion. Well, so Joe Lynn already updated his um, his top four seed lines uh, this afternoon after Creighton got just belligerered by um, by St. John's. But they got beat by 20. I mean, come on, Creighton. God. And uh, Kentucky is now the top three seed. So they're the ninth overall seed at the moment, according Which to Joe Lenard. doesn't make sense to I, me. I mean, how are you – because you're – technically right now you're top 25, you're an eight seed, and you just beat the 15th best team in the, in the nation in Auburn at home. But you still beat them, and you don't go up. Or you're not a, at least a two seed in the tournament. I, I don't get this. I need some explanations. Because I'm sure he still has Baylor as a number one seed, even though they lost two times in the last week and a half. He does, but, I mean, that's only Baylor's third loss. I can understand why Baylor's the top team in the country. I mean, they have good wins. Yeah, but two of which have come in the last two weeks. Um, it goes back to imagine if Kentucky lost two games in a row. Please, just tell me. I mean, they're dropping out of the top 20. Um, I mean, I can understand why Maryland would stay on that two line because they're going to win probably the deepest conference. I mean, whatever you think of the Big Ten, I mean, every conference sucks. But, I mean, um, the Big Ten's definitely probably the deepest, I would say. And, you know, they're going to win that conference. So, I, I'm fine with Maryland at the two. I'm fine with Seton Hall. Uh, uh, Seton Hall versus Marquette was fun yesterday. Marcus pa- or Miles Powell versus Marcus Howard. Um, but, I mean, they have good wins. And you're, Dayton I'm fine with. You're so, a big Seton Hall guy. I'm a big Seton Hall guy. Miles Powell? I mean, how much miles power have you watched? I, I've watched a not lot. Not enough. <laughs> I have. I don't care if it's a lot. That's not enough. But that—that's it. Like that is—that is the only thing Seton Hall has. To no, play they had a big dude yesterday drop twenty six and nine. That's awesome. Yeah. Is he gonna do that in the tournament? Uh, Joe McKnight, I think that's his name. Marcus McKnight. All I'm saying. Like I mean, you, you got teams. I mean, listen to who lost on Saturday. So you have Baylor, Florida State, Duke. This is not all on Saturday, but this is just this week. And then Saturday it was Villanova, Penn State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and Maryland. Um, and that is just in the top 25. Um, so Selection Sunday is a week from today. Who do you think is going to be your final number one seeds? So, like, the four number one seeds you have. I think barring a complete meltdown by a couple of these teams, I think Kansas is pretty much a lock. I mean, even yeah. though even if they win, like – I'd say know, they're the safest pick. Yeah, they yeah. almost got beat by Kansas State, though. They did, but <laughs> they, they ended up pulling out. And their only losses are to uh, Duke. Baylor. Um, Duke, Baylor, and um, maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, Villanova. 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 And yes. Villanova on the road. So, I mean, those, those are good losses. Um, I think Baylor's pretty much locked in that spot either way. I mean. If they lose again this week, I, I don't know but, if I can put them in a one seed. But then who are you, are you going to put Dayton as a one seed over? I would, yeah. Well, I mean. That, that, did, did Wichita State get a one seed that year they were undefeated? Yeah, they did. They did. They did? Okay. Um, and then Gonzaga, I don't, I just don't see him losing. And it's but San Diego State, they're the team that I think because they almost lost to Nevada. I was about to say I don't, I don't trust them at all. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I think there's a difference between who are the best teams in the country and who are the one seeds. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's just because you have teams that aren't playing anybody. Yeah, and I mean, they're still not a, a dominant team in in the turn. Like I don't see anybody that's just rowing through everybody. Yeah, it's just if you if you take a team like. Baylor or San Diego say, yeah, I just don't know who you put in ahead of them. I see. I would. I like Dayton as my like. I have and them that, as yeah, my fourth fine. number one. And I think if San Diego State were to drop a game, I think Dayton would take that spot. Caden, are you? You're a. Are you a Dayton? I, I'm not. Not really. I. I would put San Diego State 
in over Dayton as the one seed. Okay. As of right now. Well, because I know you weren't a big big Baylor guy last week. No, I still am not. And I will not be ever because they just lost to TCU. At, so, at, yeah, they did. I mean, but still, it's TCU. It's yeah. not like the 16 and 13 TCU. I'm not, No, I'm sorry. I don't believe in Baylor. I still won't. I don't believe in anybody in the Big 12. You don't believe in Kansas? Nope. I don't believe in anybody. I think I mean obviously, like you got to believe, believe in somebody. Okay, I, I mean, uh, who do you believe in? Then, I, like Kansas is the best team in the Big Twelve, but they've been that for what, fourteen out of the past fifteen years. There hasn't been any competition for them in that in that conference. There's been years where there's been really good teams. I, I think I don't think there's been a consistent like competition for Kansas in the Big Twelve, but I think that overall, like there's always been one team there that's get. There's been two or three teams every year that kind of give them push them a little bit. I mean, yeah, but didn't they win the Big Twelve for like what twelve years? Yeah, in they a row? did. They Is that did. what that was? But, but I mean, like Kentucky's never really had that much push in the SEC. So like, what's the excuse for Kentucky not winning that conference fifteen years in a row? Mm. I mean, Auburn the last couple of years have been good. Flor- they have been. But Florida was back in like you know 08, 2008 09, from like 2012. Is. You're right, but you can look at the Big Twelve. I mean, Oklahoma made the Final Four just a couple of years ago. Uh, Texas Tech just made the championship game. West Virginia's made a couple Final Four runs. I mean, there's always been teams each year in the Big 12 that make pushes. It's fair. I, I don't – I trust the Big 12 more than I trust the Big 10, I'll tell you that. Yeah, oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Because you have people like Ohio State, Michigan State. I, I, I'm a big Iowa guy. Is anybody else? That Luka Garza, like, I'm, I've not watched a minute of Iowa basketball. But he, might, he might be the Naismith player of the year. Like, he might be. I think the player of the year should be Obi Toppin. I'm a big Obi Toppin guy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's taking Dayton and put them on the map again. Yeah. Um, and maybe to a one seed in my in my rankings to be a one seed, so I I wouldn't see why not. But I I mean Big Ten basketball irks me in a way because you have teams like Maryland and Michigan State play, and then you have Michigan State wins on the road, but then they lose to Ohio State yeah. at home. Like it's just there's no consistency over there. Not that there isn't college basketball anyway, but especially in the Big Ten, it feels. Do y'all like. think it's time for Tom Izzo to uh, take a leave of absence? For, I mean, he's a. I believe he's the biggest underachiever besides Bill Self in college basketball. That's like saying, that's like overreacting to this year and being like, should Roy but Williams I mean, take a leave? Okay, let's take a look. Was it two years ago, Denzel Valentine? They were the two seed and lost to Middle Tennessee. They've definitely had some disappointing tournament ago, yeah. runs, but like, they also beat the most talented team in the country last season. That's true. I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying, like, I just, I just feel like I mean, yeah, they underachieve that, more. Than they should have. This season, I mean, I think if they had Joshua Lankford, they'd be making a push for the number one team in the country. I was about to say, in the beginning of the year, Michigan State was my number one team yeah. with Joshua Lankford healthy. Obviously, you that him coming back or not coming back doesn't give you the, the right to go down like a, unranked like they were yeah. earlier this week. But, I mean, you can't say that about any team. I mean, Kentucky was supposed to be good, and – they lose to Evansville. Okay, that was all so the way was in November. I'm just saying, like, you can't lose those games if you're supposed to. Like, this year you can because college basketball is everybody loses. But say if you lose that, like, last year, you're looking at a three-seed, four-seed maybe, and they hold that against you. Kaden, give me three teams you trust right now. I trust Kenta- Kentucky. No, you don't. I do. No, you I, don't. I, I, I agree. Recently, I, I do. I think I do Kentucky not. has I'm really – I'm trying not to be biased. I'm not being like, biased. I, 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 I'm too. But, like – if you just watch the Kentucky basketball games, you'd say, "Man, this team—they're just—they can't make a run. There's no way." But like, they just win basketball games. That, that's all they do. They, they, have, don't, they don't blow anybody out. They just—they just win games. 
I just yeah. they don't have shooting. Like there's nobody <laughs> on this team. I that will can say shoot. that's one thing. They're missing that key, like Malik Monk, Devin well, Booker kind of guy. See, like guy. if if quickly is off, you don't have you have nobody. But he, ha- he hasn't play. been off though. He has and not he been w- off. He went, he went one for five uh, yesterday, and they shot two for thirteen. And then Maxi Maxi was on fire. So like it, somebody's gonna have their day on that team. And then well, I mean they only hit two threes yesterday. You're they only hit two threes and still beat a fifteen ranked. You're right. Team. You're definitely right. And like I'm not. But Auburn didn't hit shots either. So if say a couple shots go down for. For that side, I mean, you're looking at a different ball game here. I'm saying a couple shots go down for Kentucky side. Yeah, but has that? It's which one is are you going to bet on? It? Auburn hitting more shots or Kentucky hitting more but shots? The thing is, Auburn hit Depends nine on threes. The <laughs> no. Auburn Auburn's known as that three point shooting team. I think what Kentucky lacks in three point shooting, they make up in free throw shooting. Because if yes. you have a team that can go the line and hit seventy nine percent, well, yeah, big you got games, quickly going twelve for twelve from the line. Yeah, and like obviously that's going to help. But Nick Richards, I mean, he's probably one of the best free throw shooting bigs in the country, and that's a huge weapon when you're coming down in the games. You can feed your big man without him get afraid to get fouled. Unlike Kansas, where you put Yudoka Azubuki on the line, he a forty percent free throw shooter. That's forty percent is giving him. An yeah, it is, yeah. That's I'll a, say that's, I think the biggest piece for Kentucky, if they want to make a run in the tournament this year, is Sestina. He hasn't really shown up this season as much as I thought he was going to, but if he steps up big in March, Kentucky can go on a run. See, I, my, my secret weapon for Kentucky is, is Juzang. Juzang, yeah. Juzang, yeah. It, really? I think overall, think just, if those th- from those three guys off the bench, Brooks, Juzang, and Sestina, if you can get One of 10 them. to 15 points a game from the bench, then I think you can win. And and that's the thing with Brooks. Like, he's provided that energy right. recently. He, he did yesterday, but other than that, he had sucked. And then you get games <laughs> where Sestina – can't hit the broadside of a barn, but then he gets 15 points. You right. don't need all of them to show up every given night, but you need one or two of them. Agreed, yes. But, Caden, I, I, we cut you off. Who are the other two teams you trust? Um, I was going to say Duke until <laughs> until last yeah, that's, week. Yeah, that's, that's a no. But now uh, for my ACC team, it'll be Florida State. I mean, they just uh, lost to Clemson. Gosh. Well, I so mean, did – who else lost to Clemson earlier this year? Duke. Oh, okay, yeah, it was Duke. Okay. <laughs> Has Duke lost like ten games? Or am I crazy? They've lost six. Six. God, yeah. it feels like fifty. Well, that's because every time Duke loses, America wins. So yeah. <laughs> everybody embraces a Duke loss. It's they should have sh- lost North Carolina. Right. Speaking of that, that's part two coming up this week. That is. But um, who's your third team, Caden? I w- Gonzaga. I trust Gonzaga, yeah, I like Gonzaga at this moment. Unfortunately, because, I mean, but they, they don't have any competition. Yeah. Even but that's every year, played, Gonzaga. So you say that every year. You can say that. Exa- yeah. The one time they played someone, BYU, they got beat. They got blown out, right. yeah. But, you know, like, every team has their bad days, you know. They, they've they been pretty on it. I mean, it's not they like they haven't – it's not, it's not like they haven't – it's not like they haven't beat ranked teams, though. I mean, they beat Oregon this year. They beat Arizona. I know I know it's the Pac-12, mm-hmm. but yeah, still. If, if Oregon and Arizona are your best wins. I mean, we can talk about any team like this, though. You can say right. who's the three teams you trust, and you can all you can make bad cases for all there's of them. Not so there's not team. a dominant team. Kansas is the, the most dominant team, but they still have their flaws. I think if you like uh, this is one of those years. If you put up like five blind resumes up against each other, you would have no idea what you're looking at. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, I mean, that's why there, it seems like there's 15, 22, and six teams. I could give like, my my sixteen year old brother who hasn't watched a single college basketball game this year, and he'll do better than me yeah. on the because that's just the way it goes this year. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I have a rant for you. Um, but you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Troy Bowling, Caden Gaylord, and Patrick Carey. 
I have a rant today, and I know Caden and me are going to get into it, so we might as well jump right in. It is the Giannis and Harden beef. I'm I'm a big I'm on Giannis' side here, Amen. and there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't be. I mean, James Harden's coming out here and saying that Giannis has no skill is that's what Stephen A. Smith would call blasphemy. That is ridiculous that he would ever say that. Now, uh, okay, I like both of these players. So before before I even start, let me just say that I like both of these players. Way to but, save yourself. <laughs> but you cannot expect James Harden to not reply the way he did when Giannis has been coming after him for months in multiple interviews. Come at him a different way. Not saying you can't just jump out and say man has the, no one skill. of the best players in the NBA has no skill. I'm He's sorry, the second the one best that beat player you in the out in the MVP last year and yet again this year. I mean, it, it was a it was a toss up last year. I I believe it should have went to James Harden. But you and know. that's where you're wrong too, because all right, so Giannis has the he's the best player on the best team in the league. I'm not gonna say you're the best player when you don't have a jump shot, and you're no your team. Okay, so you're was, was, Shaq, was Shaq not the best player in the game when he didn't have a jump shot? That's another thing. He doesn't need a jump shot right like, now. Like he's putting up is, 41 with no jumpers. Giannis is the modern day Shaq. Yes. Listen to the stat line that Tory has right now. He put up 40, 20, and 5 today right. in 35 minutes. Who do they play? Yeah, he had 41. Who cares? Who, no, the, tell me. Who do the, they play? It's, who the, the, it's the NBA. No, but I'm saying like – they, they played the Hornets, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, and he's also on pace to have the highest PER in NBA history. Did, did you Gosh. hear that? NBA history. I mean, when your team history. is that great, I hope you do. But when look, your at team the, is that great. You're All telling right. me the Bucks aren't a great team. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be calm. You're telling me I'm without. Try to be calm. You're telling me without Giannis, you're, the Bucks wouldn't make the playoffs. Still, tell me this. What? Take, no, they wouldn't actually. Take Giannis off the Bucks and take Harden off of the Rockets. Who's a better team? Don't tell me the Bucks. It probably would be the Bucks. Oh. Chris Middleton over hey. Russell Westbrook. That's what you're telling I, me right now. They play different positions. They do different things on I the court. I want you to hear so. this point. That doesn't matter. I want you to hear this point. There are a <laughs> select number of NBA teams in history that have won a title with a. Worse second player than Chris Middleton. He would be in that bottom tier of b- second best player on a title team. And Dirk is the last one we've seen do it. Yes. Like, n- name another team. Like, name five other players that are, that are a worse second option on a title team than what Chris Middleton okay, would be. Okay, stop speaking down on Chris Middleton like he's some I, scrub right now. He I made am, though. He's no he scrub, but without Giannis, he's not an all-star. Can I, let me yeah. tell you, th- this, is, this is his most Chris Middleton's most recent games. 40 points, 5 rebounds, 54%. 25 points, 9 rebounds, 67%. 28 points, 28 points, 21, 25, 24, 51. But are the Bucks playoff contenders without Giannis? <laughs> yes, they in the East, yes. Does, Chris, does Chris Middleton have those numbers if Giannis is not on the floor? They have the when Giannis isn't on the floor, they're still the they still have the best plus minus in the league as a team. That, but who is who's a go-to? You're telling me Chris Middleton is your go-to scorer, and that's going to get you to playoffs. I'm just I'm saying in the East, yes, it would get them we, to the playoffs. And can we really trust Eric Bledsoe in a playoff series? When that's why you got I George Hill on the bench because George Hill shows up. George Hill, George Hill, George Hill. We're really bringing George Hill. Do we want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I know I was going to. I know that, but I'm saying, did he not show up for the Bucks last year? I mean, George Hill's had a nice, you know. Season to bounce back. His, in his he doesn't career, have the best track. And, and we're talking about Yon. And you're saying Yon's the best player in the league. What has he done in the playoffs? I didn't say in the league. I said he's the best player on his, on his team, and he got his team. He's to done. The I, thought, one I thought you said in the league. He's I said done he's about, I said he's, he's done one about of the as best. much as James Harden ever has. And, okay, I know that's what I'm saying. So, and how are we gonna say he's the how best? How many player? shots did he put up with when he had 41 today? Can you check that for me? I can real quick. I'm just saying we're not. I'm not gonna say. Let's here. see how many shots and, it took him to get 40. The best player when he. 
got the when he he got locked up in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. James he got Harden, exposed. James Harden every playoff series when he doesn't get his fouls called, that's when he chokes. It's and because he doesn't. Who, who has James Harden lost to the past few seasons in the playoffs? The Golden State Warriors. That's who James Harden who has lost to. Kevin who Durant. has who has Giannis lost to the past years in the playoffs? The Celtics in the first round. The Raptors. Uh, who was the year before? Play, I can't remember. You're playing but still, Kawhi though. I mean, Kawhi versus who's guarding James Harden? Clay Thompson. Who? Which? Who's a better defender? Tell me. I mean, they're both pretty great. And We're not. Let's not act like Clay Thompson wasn't considered the best two-way player in the league. But okay. Oh, but when and obviously um, the Warriors weren't that hard to beat considering he had a three-two lead on him and blew game six and Chris, seven. He Chris had, Paul, he had, without Chris he Paul, had got huge hurt. leads in game six and seven in that series. Chris Paul got he hurt. He still had leads though. They had leads in those games. And last year they were up, and then KD goes down, and then they still can't beat them. I mean, I got no excuse. For so last then, without year. Chris Paul, would they have been up three-two? Without Chris Paul, yeah. no. Chris Paul's—he was the best player. So if it was James, if it was just James Harden, like it is right now, other than Russell Westbrook, well, if they yeah. took Chris Paul off that team, would they have been in a situation to be up three-two? But the thing is, those teams, those two teams, were different because Trevor Ariza was on that team, who was the three and D guy. Trevor Luke Labonte, no, don't even do that because he was locking KD up. So I don't want to hear. I'm that. actually a big lock, Trevor Ariza. Lock guy. KD, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say KD anything about up it. is a strong way to. That's like saying that. Pat Bev locked KD up when yeah. KD dropped okay. fifty. On. Well, they were holding KD to, uh, at a minimum. It's like saying Matthew Delvado. Him, him and PJ <laughs> Tucker. Don't do that. That's like saying Iggy locked up LeBron in the finals. <laughs> yeah, he's still <laughs> when he won Finals MVP. Yeah, he's still averaging triple double. Let's give him fouls. Thirty-five point triple double, but yeah, he's locked him up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We y'all we can't speak this highly on Giannis playing in the saying, East for Harden to come I, out there. Like I get that Giannis came out. You, so you got to come back. Hey, let's not act like the East is just a bum conference. I mean, besides no, the, no, no. Don't do that because people have did that for LeBron's whole career. Oh, so I, I do I agree, not want to hear East that. Much at better all. now than it ever was. I mean, when LeBron went to the 2018 Finals, that might as well have been a participation trophy because he had to beat the Celtics without Kyrie Irving. Yeah, who rookies. did LeBron have? Who does he need? You're beating like the Pacers. The Pacers. What? The Celtics without Kyrie. What else do you need? Oh, my Yeah, Kevin Love. What he took the – he has taken the two worst teams to the finals. <laughs> anyway, the 2007 Cavs and but the But you're, you're acting like the, the West is so much better. What I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at Memphis at the eight seed. I'm sitting here looking at – I mean, okay, OKC. Who's, who's well, we can't talk about eight seed. I mean, OKC's five, and if you're – their best player is Chris Paul, where you just told me that if Chris Paul was the best player, he wouldn't have been up on the Warriors – Three two, obviously. I mean, Milwaukee but would be the, or uh, Toronto. I can't talk about it, Chris Paul. He's playing really well. He is, but in the playoffs, are you gonna? That's your that's your go to guy, is Chris Paul, a 30, 32 year old Chris Paul. I mean, that seems well rounded, but okay. Toronto and Boston would both be the two seeds in the Western Conference. Okay. Do we? But Toronto, I mean, come on. Toronto irks me because they're they win. They're I know, and I'm just I'm not convinced. Season. They win games in the regular season. They do. We'll anyway. see playoff time without Kawhi. I mean, Kyle Lowry's gonna. Let's not, let's not act like Kawhi did everything for that team in the finals. Because no, but I do agree didn't. with that. But without without with Kawhi, Kyle Lowry doesn't get the shots that he usually does. So then it's and that's what you can say with Giannis and Chris Middleton. Without Giannis, Chris Middleton's not getting the shots that he shoots. I just and it's so weird because like everything Giannis says about Harden is is somewhat true. I mean, not the passing. The passing obviously James Harden is one of the best passers <laughs> in the league. But the defense, I mean. He hasn't played a lick of defense since. See, that's that's false because he's actually one of the best post defending defending guards in the league. Because and he has s- to be because he's six seven or six six and he's the tallest player on the court for the Rockets. You so you somebody's got to play. He's bad at defense. That doesn't mean he's a good. He's de- bad at defense. He's not. He doesn't try. He might be great at defense, but he doesn't try. 
And he hasn't for the last, I don't know, t- 10 years since he's been in the league. So Giannis was right. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, uh, who's leading the NBA in uh, in player defen- defensive rating? Uh, my man Giannis. Congrats. So. He said, uh, my man Giannis. Another, another MVP for Giannis. MV- he'll he'll probably win it this year. The only other yes. argument I would have Thanks, for MVP man. is LeBron. But besides that, it's probably going to be Giannis. Yeah, well, I mean, and then but James Harden takes another step back, and then I guarantee I will, I would put so much money on this that in the playoffs, he will shoot at least forty times per game, and then one of these games he's gonna go nine for forty, and then just absolutely, he's gonna get mad because he doesn't get foul calls. Not if like Russ he does on, in the regular season. Not if Russ See, that, is on the floor. This is where I'm I'm stuck on that is now that he has Russ in the playoff times, I just don't know if he's gonna be able to get forty shots up. He won't. He don't need. He doesn't need to. As much, and we've talked about this a thousand <laughs> times. So don't look at me like you're like gonna kill me because we've talked about this. But I don't know. I mean, you space that floor. They they love to run. They're gonna put up as many shots as possible. They put up fifty threes a game. <laughs> I mean, Russ has been on a tear lately, and James Harden has kind of taken a seat, a back seat to it. Well, you know why? Because Clint Capella left, and now Russ has a lane to go through. Yeah. But that's a different topic for a different day. We could go we're going to take on. a quick break, and we're going to get him some pickums here in a minute. Um, but you're, you're taking a quick break. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Tori Bowling, Patrick Carey, and Caden Gaylord, our producer. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about the NFL here as Tom Brady. What are, we, are we thinking that he's going back to New England? Absolutely not. What do you, absolutely not. He's not going back to New England. Where, so give me the – I need everybody to do your best landing spot for Tom Brady. Oof, goodness gracious. Uh, I mean, I'll go first. Um – I say the Titans is the best landing spot for Brady. Okay. I like because that. I like he, that a lot. That's a good O line. I like that a you lot. You know, you got your big running back in Derrick Henry. You have good enough receivers. I mean, they're they're okay. But I Tom mean, Brady, Brady's a good, tar- good enough is target. Yeah, I mean they yeah. just had a rookie receiver going for over a thousand yards. I think they're they're pretty set, honestly. They, they have, have some a, tight ends. Delaney Walker when yeah. he comes back and then John Smith played well. That yeah, they have a great defense. So I think that's a perfect situation for him to go into. And you're not leaving the weak AFC. If I'm the 49ers, I'm saying, hey, let's uh, let's redo this Jimmy Garoppolo trade a little bit. We'll give oh, you Jimmy G, and we'll take Tom Brady. Really? You think the you as a 49ers GM, you are giving up your Was future that in Garoppolo to to take on Tom Brady's kind of? I kind of like it. I I kind of don't. I, I think I would like it better. I mean, you get but. Tory, that's a whole different offense for Brady that he has never played and would never would never be good at. <coughs> well, I mean. It would help Tom Brady because they run the ball a lot. I think so. if you're Tom Brady, I just don't know what the plus side is in the going somewhere else. I d- it's, that's what I've been telling people. Why do you need to leave? Like, what if you get exp- like what if you go to let's say Tennessee and you all go nine and seven and don't make the playoffs and now people are saying, well, Tom Brady really is a system quarterback. I would love that. I would absolutely love you might, that. I mean, if, he if might as well Tom, play it safe in his career in New England and just call yeah, it a I day. Mean, what's the point in going to the Las Vegas Raiders. For but you're really going to end your career on losing in the wild card round to the Tennessee Titans? No one's going to remember that. Uh, I will. 
Doesn't he have like eighteen rings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your last yeah, number, one season, your last football memory is of, is of you losing in a in a wild card game. I mean, do we know what Michael Jordan's last basketball moment was? He, yeah, it was the he, Washington Wizards, and it was awful. It was awful. Was it though? But do we remember Michael Jordan for that? No, we remember. Him. All right, that's fair enough. Do you Ooh. remember what Joe Montana's <laughs> yeah, last football Fair enough. Was? <laughs> like, like, it just, like, Hakeem Olajuwon. Does anybody remember him on the Raptors? Sadly, no, I, I do. Like, but does it matter? No, it doesn't really. I, I just don't get it. I think um, L.A. is a decent spot. The Chargers, not the not the Rams. Yeah, I was going to say I like the Chargers, But too. that's just for his wife, Giselle, because she's a model, and L.A. is the place to go. But I feel like she's got more of a say than he does in this. <laughs> but L.A., I mean, you got a great roster. <laughs> you just had Phillip Rivers kind of, you know, couldn't get the job done per usual, um, and if you, it'd be interesting to see those two flip, so Philip Rivers go to the to the Patriots, and then I just correct me if I'm wrong. Way. Isn't the Colts like a really big? Uh, well, they need a QB. They're really so. interested in Philip Rivers, I think, which makes yes. no sense to me. Yeah, why why not go for Tom? Why not go for Tom Brady for going for Philip Rivers? Honestly, like I don't. Which I one? Hold on, let's do that. Who's if you're picking out of those two in today right now? Are you picking Tom Brady or are you picking Phillip Rivers? Is Tom this a Brady, question? 100%. Oh. Don't tell me 100%. I, Did you just see the way Tom Brady played last year? I won neither. Did you see the way Phillip Rivers played? Okay. The amount of kids he has is how many rings Tom Brady has. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I don't think people – I mean, they went 8-0 and because – the Patriots had the best defense in the history of NFL. Like, that is the only reason they even made the playoffs is because of their defense. If you'd give that offense with a mediocre defense, they're not making the playoffs. Why? Okay, I got a question. Should Tom Brady just be done? Or should he just throw in the towel? He should have done career? last year. Yeah, okay, why is he still going? If he should have been done, I, I mean, he, he just won a Super Bowl, so you can't really say he. He, he won it in it on a Super 10 Bowl. 10 to 3. That is not winning. You did, didn't did win you a Super Bowl. Said, though? Did you hear what they say? They won. How many touchdowns they did they throw? Killed. They won. The defense won. They gave up three points. If if the Rams can team score game, 13 points, they win that game. There's no Tom they score and 11, Pats they win. a team. T- Tom, but that doesn't mean Tom is good and that he shouldn't retire. If you get an actual quarterback on the – I'm not saying an actual quarterback, but if you get a at least above average quarterback because Tom Brady is to the point where he's average or below average at this point. In his now, career. maybe what I'm about to say can be applied to every quarterback. It probably is. But, I mean, I, I will say Tom's weapons were terrible like this past season. That nope, he, I, I don't want to hear it. But I don't no, want to no, hear it. Nope. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm, I, I'm just stating how it is. Well, you want to state how I'm it saying is? Carson, it, William, or Carson Wentz had um, Carson practice – Williams. Carson, Carson Wentz had practice players – Basically, people from the streets come in, and he won his last four I games. I agree with that. And made the playoffs. But I'm saying, like, I mean, if you give Tom better weapons, he would have been better. But that's to be said about any quarterback. <laughs> Matt Ryan's been – I mean, he's got Julio Jones, and he's gone awful for the last three years too. I'm just I'm just saying I don't like that argument that, oh, if he had better weapons. No. For all of my life, I've heard Tom Brady makes players better. And now he didn't do it's it. It's hard to make – Ben Thomas, or whatever that guy's name was, the, the random tight end. See, I don't even know his name. Watson. <laughs> ben, ben Watson. Watson. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make Ben Watson ben a whole Thomas. lot better than what he is. I mean, he was really good in uh, New Orleans. Please stop. I'm, I'm just Please saying. Just stop. He, was, he was a good tight end in New Orleans. I'm just saying, Tom Brady. Okay, real quick, where's the landing spot for Tom Brady? I think it's back to the Pats. I don't, see, really. the I don't see the upside. I, I don't <laughs> think the Pats want him. I don't think they want him back. Bill Belichick does not so want him. So who are you getting his I'll tell you who does Bill want him, though, and that's Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft does not want that man playing for another team. I don't. 
I don't think he cares. I, he does. Though. And he I think does. Bill has more of an uplift on this than, than Robert, Robert Kraft, Kraft does. Obvi- obviously, ta- well, not really because, I mean, Robert Kraft traded Jimmy Garoppolo because Brady wanted him gone. Yeah, and I guarantee you that Bill Belichick, I I would put, not money, but, but I would say that Bill Belichick would bench Tom Brady at some point if he stayed another two years. Yeah, maybe. So who replaces Tom Brady? Andy Redwifle Dalton. Like they're it. they're really like into Andy one. Dalton for I whatever w- reason I don't know. I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad. I mean, obviously he's bad, but I don't think he's as bad as the Bengals made him out to be because God. it's the Bengals. You're gonna see the same thing when Joe Burrow gets there, but that's a whole. Joe Burrow is gonna ball out. I'll just go ahead and tell you that Joe not, Burrow's next bro, quarterback. The Bengals have so much upside. We're not talking. We can say this for next week. The Bengals have so much upside. Well, because you're a Bengals fan, that's why you think that. I mean, I'm right, and I'm rocking the Bengals gear. Could you imagine having? So many weapons, but you have the offensive line of my left toe. That it, it's it's a revolving the offensive, line, the offensive line is being worked on. It is a revolving door. Anybody gets through that once. They franchise tagged a wide receiver today that might have played like four games the last two seasons. He didn't even. He played three games the last two seasons, but yes. <laughs> AJ Green, <laughs> who's now thirty years old, and Joe Burrow's gonna be Joe... Pickums. We gotta get to Pickums. Pickums. All right, we're gonna start off with the first one. WKU versus FIU. WKU on the road. Their last game of the season. Tori, who do you got? Tops. Caden. Tops. Patrick. Give me the tops. Clean sweep with the tops. Uh, we have tw- number twenty-two Texas Tech at number two Baylor. Tori, who do you got? Baylor. Caden. Yeah, give me Baylor. Bounce back win for Baylor. Caden, I thought you'd go Texas Tech for me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take but Baylor they just as well. lost to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, we have number twenty-four Michigan State, who just beat number nine Maryland at. Uh, 16 Penn State. Putting Tori, who do you got? Sparty. Really? God. Yeah, Penn State sucks. I'm scared. I don't even know how Penn State's ranked. Yeah, Penn State sucks. Did they, did they lose to Ohio State this week? Who was it? I think they did lose to Ohio did State. Did um, I don't know. Wasn't Ohio State ranked? Penn State. Ohio State was ranked third at one point this season. Yeah, when they beat Kentucky. And, and, no, they they went, lost, they and then they went Iowa. unranked, and then they... <laughs> They are now back in like the top twenty-five. So they lost the Iowa, but yeah, Duke right. is still six. But it's okay. Continue. Um, number twelve, Villanova at number thirteen, Seton Hall. Tori, who do you got? Seton Hall. Uh, shocker. Caden. Nova. <laughs> I'll take Seton Hall. I'm going to support Tori. I'm going to take Nova just because I don't. Even I'm, though they just I lost to Providence Tory. at home. They Come did. Hey, bounce back. Miles Powell get locked up. Um, part two, North Carolina at number seven, Duke. Tori. Uh, sadly, Duke. This is a toss-up. Caden. Yeah, I'm going Duke. Patrick. <laughs> I'm taking North Carolina. Are you so serious? I am. I mean, as bad as they are, Duke plays well at home. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and UNC is a laughing stock of college basketball this year, so I'll take Duke. Uh, give me North Carolina. Um, then we have Seton Hall playing two big games this week as they take on number 10, Creighton. Tori? Miles Powell gets his second big dub this week. That is so not true. Caden? Is it at Creighton? It is at Creighton. You number know, 10 give Creighton. me Creighton. Patrick? I'll take Creighton. I'll take Creighton. I say Seton Hall loses the first one, and then they come and they beat you like a bounce. You like the bounce back. I like a bounce back. I always like a good bounce back. I like a good bounce back. <laughs> um, we have no, final game of the of the week. Number 19, Michigan, taking on number 9, Maryland, at Maryland. Tory Maryland. Yeah, go ahead. Give me Maryland. Michigan's ranked? They are ranked. They are 19. 18 and 9, and they're 19. They're like Ohio State. They went well in the at the very beginning yeah. of the season, and they, they fell Yeah, off. I remember Michigan was like. Yeah, dominated uh, in that first. Ohio State has bounced back lately, though. They beat Michigan today and Maryland yeah, they've last been, week. they've been playing well and they're ranked. So, give me that Maryland. Something. I'm also going to take Maryland, but yeah. I do like Michigan. It's at Maryland, right? It is at Maryland, but that's I do like role. Michigan. Um, but that's going to do it for us today. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside. Thank you, Tori, uh, Patrick, and Caden um, for Revolution 91.7 on the Red Zone Radio. Um, go tops. Go tops. <laughs>